The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. of mine hello husband of mine <laughs> how you doing all right i'm all right are you okay glorious living the dream i am living the dream hello everyone else as well and welcome to the very first episode of check-in at powell palace and depending on how much i piss sharon off during this process may well not see an episode two we'll have to see how we get on today but yes very first one sharon you've got your own podcast i know that's weird I used to you having a podcast, but obviously, apart from guesting on two of yours, mm-hmm. this is very foreign to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, and it's it's funny as well because it's going to be when we sort of came up with the idea of this. It's very much an idea without a, a proper idea. It's just we're gonna sit down. To, initially, I think we decided once a fortnight, didn't we? But it may end up being once a week, depending on how we get on yeah and we're gonna have no real set format we're just gonna have a chat about what's been going on maybe in the news in sports in music what's been going on in our lives and anything like that really i guess isn't it yeah so it's, it's a show about bugger all really pretty much and we'll probably be the only people who download it but that's okay i don't care <laughs> if we're having fun that's all that matters isn't it exactly <laughs> okay um we did initially i suppose throw out onto twitter and and so on that we were going to be recording our first episode this week and does anyone have any questions and it, it was kind of a throwaway comment a throwaway tweet but it ended up sort of taking a life of its own and has very much become a sort of q a podcast i think which we'll get to shortly because we've got a f- quite a few to sort of work our way through but before we do that I mean, there's been a few exciting things going on in the last couple of weeks, aren't there? Should we talk yeah, first definitely. of all? Uh, well, before before we get to the more recent one of the England ladies' success, should we talk about our little weekend away, our little holiday this year? Well, where do you start on that? Do you talk about the holiday away or do we talk about your major cock-up with our weekend away? Well, I imagine the majority of people that listen to Chain Wrestling, Nitro Nights and all the other shows I'm involved in uh, primarily looking at this show as an opportunity to laugh at me, as you point out how stupid I am on a daily basis. So I think maybe we should, <laughs> maybe we should start with my major cock-up. Start at the beginning. So we were supposed to be going on holiday. You said the last weekend of the month, didn't you? You said to me and the girls, the last weekend of the month I've booked, we're going away, whatever. You mm-hmm. arranged everything as in someone to be at the house, someone to watch the animals, time off work, all of the... <laughs> it was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a surprise. So you organised all of that. And then me and the girls was the last to find out. And you was like, last weekend of the month, we're going away. Brilliant. Um, Liv, the middle child, asked if she could stay with her friend the weekend before. 
So, of course, I was like, of course you can. Not a problem. She doesn't see her very often because she lives in Cornwall. So it's like, of course you can like go and see her. Like, great, while she's down here, and make the most of it. What was it? Less than a week before the holiday when you got the message to say, yeah. oh, yeah, it's all red. No, before, before the actual holiday, not before the holiday you told us about. Um, so two I've... weeks before we thought we was going away. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was six days, wasn't it? I think it was on the. Yeah, we were going on. We left. When did we go? Friday morning. Yeah. I think we found out Saturday. I think it was actually the Sunday. Was it the actually? That does yeah. Okay, Sunday sounds about right. So five, five or six days, isn't it? So Sunday, which in my mind is nearly two weeks before our holiday, size so reason out the message, and he's like it's all going to be ready for you on the 22nd. And he said that to me. And I was like, that's not right, Si. Mm. And he's like, what? <laughs> Starts looking into it as he does, because I'm panicking and I'm thinking that's less than a week. Like Liv's supposed to be with her friend. Like Liam's supposed to be staying here. What the hell's going on? So of course, the more Si looked into it, turns out he told everyone else and their mother the right date, but he told me and the girls the absolute wrong date. Yeah. So yep. Liv didn't get to see her friend. No, I feel really bad. And then, I feel, so uh, I had less time to pack and get ready for a holiday that I thought I still had nearly two weeks for. Yeah. And it was a knock on as well, because I think there's a couple of things that confused me about this. Right. First of all, in my head, I'm thinking it's the first weekend after the kids break up from school. So they broke up on like a Wednesday, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then we were going away on a Friday. So when I first booked it, in my head, I was like, right, that's what we're doing. And that's how I remembered it. Because it was literally the only dates they had this one weekend. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, that's close enough. They're out of school. It's just going to have to be finish school and go sort of thing. Uh, but then, of course, I'm going to a festival at the end of August. And the dates of like the 29th and so on are around the festival. I'm looking at paydays from, from work and so on to make sure we've got spending money. And I'm thinking, okay, we're going to be signed on holiday because we go away the day before the day of my payday, which actually was the wrong date. So I reckon I'm getting confused because, you know, in theory, I should be paid when I go to this music festival at the end of August. I think I was looking at the festival dates and like getting them crossed over with the holiday dates. Yeah, 100%. And that, of course, that was then the other knock on. It's like, oh, you haven't actually been paid by then. Yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously we were fine. Everything was fine. Everything worked out great, and we had a great weekend away. It was really nice, just like us and the girls. Nice quality time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taught yeah. you how to play cards, which was again that's a whole other conversation in itself. Well, I mean, yeah. Let's let's get into this. We basically scratched it together and sorted it out for us to go off and uh, go to go, go to the well, again because everyone else had the right dates except me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Liam, our lad who was looking after the house, I told him the right date. I booked the right days off from work. I just told us in the house the wrong date. And not only did I told you the wrong dates, I convinced myself of the wrong dates as well. So as far as we... I mean, imagine if they hadn't texted. Imagine if the lady that we rent the place off hadn't texted to say, remember to bring, you know, this and that that you need for when you stay with us. Imagine if, if she hadn't, hadn't texted, text, we would have missed it. That, yeah. That's the long and short of it, isn't it? We would have missed our holiday. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it, I wonder if it work. It would have been a case of, you know, my boss turning to me and going, "Oh, you're off tomorrow, aren't you?" And me being like, "Am I?" Because it would have really? come up. On, 
Yeah, because it would have come up on their system, surely. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? You'd have hoped so. Yeah. And he is well, the type of boss who would say that as well, isn't he? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair play with me up. He gave us a little a little advance on my wages and all that sort of stuff because I told him about my fuck-up. So, yeah, mm. fair play. Fair and play, obviously, but, yeah. Grumpy looked after the girls. Yeah, he did indeed. He did indeed. But anyway, we, we went down there, didn't we? And the hour and a half drive seemed like five minutes to Charlie because she's effectively in the car. Charlie's <laughs> Charlie's a time traveller, isn't she, when she's in the car? Yeah. I, 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 for those who don't know, Charlie, our youngest daughter, she, she's 12, 13 in a few months. Uh, she's any time in the car, as soon as you get on the motorway, she must feel like a time traveller because she closes her eyes and an hour and a half passes. She closed her eyes in Gloucester, opened them again, and we were in Treco Bay. <laughs> it pretty much was that as well, wasn't it? Like, we hadn't even left Gloucester and she was asleep. Yeah. And I think she woke up just as we were doing, like, the road turnings to get into Treco Bay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, and sort of you pass in the familiar shops and bits and bobs, and yeah, they're sort of... Yeah. You know, yeah. But, I mean, we were quite lucky, weren't we? Because the, the first day we arrived, the weather was banging. And mm. obviously, you go on holiday in the UK you kind of expect a bit of crap weather at some point, I suppose. But even the days when it rained a bit, there were still times when it wasn't raining. So weather-wise, we did all right, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it, I suppose the only dampener was the times that it should have rained, it didn't. So we kind of made plans around the rain when we could have done, like we could have gone to the beach, but it no one was affected by it. We didn't get back and be like, oh, we should have done this. Everything was fine because we did pack in everything we wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, and oh, they've they've done a lot of work down there, haven't they? During like lockdown and so yeah. on, they converted a lot of stuff, and it was amazing, wasn't it? It was like a completely different place. Yeah, it was only the so few cool. sort of things that sort of like you know when you get to the caravan itself, obviously, but when you go up to the main thing, it was only really the shops out the front, wasn't it? That was like mm. okay, this is familiar, but everything else looks foreign. Yeah, we didn't have any fish and chips by the water this year, did we? Normally, there's like there's yeah. there's like little. Oh, those little traditions that we have. I mean, the first year or two we went, there was what six of us from from our family, our, our immediate family. Because me and you, there's Liam, Anya, uh, Liv, and Charlie. There's so more six than of, six of us. No, I mean, from oh our, yeah, from our immediate from our, family. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, obviously we went with our sister and her kids and whatnot for the first time and, and that. But just talking our our little group, the six of us. There's yeah. always been little tiny traditions that we've kind of always not maybe not the first year or two, but kind of dropped on, it. Really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Liv, uh, the, the the middle daughter, we like to go down on the first night and sit on the big rocks, and I'll have a beer and she'll have a bottle of cherry coke or whatever tickles her fancy on this occasion, and we'll watch the sunset over the water. And we do that the first night we're there every year, whether it's raining, sunny, whatever. And it is it's lush. I love that. And then we have these, you know, the standard going to the beach on certain days and, and all this sort of stuff. There's different bits and bobs we like to do. But then one of them is having the uh, ha- having a portion of fish and chips by the seaside. But we didn't do that this year, did we? No, we didn't. But I think in respect of food, we wasn't there as long so i think that kind of has an impact as well yeah because you think we was only there for three nights and those three nights one of the nights we went out the other two we was we was just all happy in whatever in the caravan wasn't we so mm. i can't get on with a gas oven though no that was hard work that was i, I don't wrong there's probably people listening to this who have only ever had gas ovens or prefer gas ovens I, I, my nan for example has always had a gas oven and she won't change from that 
So to her, it's, it's, it's the norm. But to me, trying to cook stuff on a gas oven for like, you know, doing a couple of pizzas and some chips or whatever the first night we were there, just drop something in our bellies and that. That was bloody hard work. Yeah, but it's like you said, we're not used to it. We've got an electric fan oven. It's a completely different thing. Yeah. So yeah, fair point. Do, you, do you remember the one year we did actually go to fish and the, the fish and chip shop and, and sat by the side of the sea or went back to the caravan or whatever it was we did? And it was just a, you know a handful of us again, but I still managed to spend 60 quid or whatever it was in the sodden chippy. Yeah, it's because it's insane money because of where you are. I mean, you think about it, like how, when we went out that night for the meal, that was insane money. Yeah, and you're looking at what we had and you're thinking, don't get me wrong, we've all got full bellies, we're all happy, but really, did it need to cost that much? I mean, everyone said how nice the food was. Oh, I had scamp. I love. I love a bit of scampi. Look, I had scampi and chips. When it came out, I'm looking at it and thinking, "Is that off the kids' meal?" Because it was tiny. Yeah, it looked really small. But when I finished eating it, you know, I had a full belly, and it tasted fantastic. I was well mm-hmm. happy with it. But yeah, I know what you mean. The cost is just man. It's just insane when you go to these places, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But you know, again, you're making memories, aren't you? So, like, obviously, because we've been doing it for a long time, we. Um, we know what we're getting into when we go to these things, so we make allowances for that. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Uh, and playing cards as well. I had, a, I had a blast doing that. I mean, it's something that you and the girls have, always, have done for a long old time. I've never really got involved in it, but we sat down in the caravan and you taught me how to play Crazy Eights, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, that, that was hard work, that was. <laughs> that was oh, really... It's something <laughs> new on. to me, though. It's something new to me, isn't it? I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know... <laughs> No, I understand that, that side of it. I completely understand. And we was all trying to help you as best we could. And you constantly had help off one of us. <laughs> but you were just so clueless on a lot of things. It's like, you can't even make this up. I can't, e- do you know when there was so much, I can't even pinpoint one thing, but there was just so many little mistakes you made. And like, we're trying to explain the rules. We explain them as best we can, but then you're still doing stuff. It's like, no, sorry, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> can i put this down now no and now you've shown everybody that card as well yeah you know i'd done that you, like you know you'd be sitting next to me which means the next at the i'm the person to go after you and you'd be showing me your cards it's like so stop showing me your cards because i'm the person playing off you if you need help go to live who's the other side of you yeah it took a little while for me to get my head around it to be fair yeah you know? i think i lost i think even I think, on was it like out of the four of us because also we play until there's, there's no one left don't we so i think like the first 20 games i finished fourth in every single one <laughs> yeah but then you made up for it didn't you because then you started winning games but i think if i'm completely honest that was more luck than judgment how very dare you <laughs> <laughs> how dare you slight my card playing abilities uh yeah it probably was luck to be fair um and, and then also- the funny thing with the with the cards is so we were sat on the sofa or trying to get around this coffee table two out no, well two out of the four of us uncomfortable because we're not in the best positions and then on night two literally towards the end of us playing i sort of look over and went why aren't we sat at the kitchen table where there's a higher table and we can all sit comfortably yeah that was a bit of a dipshit move wasn't it i blame you for that yeah one. oh thanks yeah okay appreciate it <laughs> so then so then it's finally come home, Sha. England have won a football tournament. Oh, what a, what a day. What a fantastic experience watching that. Um, 
how dehydrated do you think you were at the end of it? How much fluid <laughs> came out your eyes? <laughs> I st- I'm still struggling now. Um, obviously, you know the reasons why. Um, I mean, I think England ladies winning is enough and I would have cried because I'm that person anyway. I cry at most things. But the story of who scored just broke me. Yeah. You know, the fact they're saying that Chloe Kelly and she had having an ACI injury literally 12 months before and she's come back and scored the winning goal at the Euros. I just couldn't stop crying. Mm. Uh, well, you know, you were sat next to me and I was still crying even when, you know, like an hour had passed. I'm still sat there sobbing every time I even think about it or look at it because mm. it, it, I don't know. I get really highly emotional. I think being a mother of girls, I get really emotional when it comes to do with anything to do with women and that sort of thing. Seeing women succeed makes me emotional. Mm, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, obviously, it, it, you mentioned the injury there. That I keep forgetting her. I keep going to call her Kelly something. Chloe Kelly. Chloe Kelly, that's it. I keep going to call her Kelly as in it's her first name. Yeah. Like I keep Maybe Kelly Kelly. I've tried to call her once on occasion, but that's Probably. somebody completely... That's something completely different, isn't it? But um, yeah. this this Chloe Kelly, for those who are unaware, the injury that she suffered—I mean, she she tore her ACL, didn't she? And that's yeah, that that's what our live, our middle daughter, is going through right now. She she's unable to play. She's got she's got to have surgery and lots of rehab and so on. And she's to be fair, she's struggling a bit, isn't she? Not being able to do her normal, well, basically live her normal life. She's yeah, she's shut off to a lot at the moment, and and it is her choice, and it is the kid. She's she's not the kid who's going to sit and watch, live, sleep, breathe, and eat football until she can get back. She's the kid who is not interested until she can get back mm. on it herself. Yeah, totally. and she had no, she didn't really want to watch the Euros with us, which was fine. I never pushed her because I understand how she was feeling. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But oh, what an occasion. Well, and that first goal, the pass and the control and the finish for that first yeah. goal are oh, so good. Absolutely fantastic. I feel really fortunate in that I've seen England win a major tournament ladies. in my lifetime. Ladies, England ladies, ladies. Yeah, win a major tournament. All right, let's not let's not start splitting hairs here. Okay. <laughs> everyone everyone wants equal rights. They want to refer to each other, you know, they all talk the same way, you know, about the same they want to be on the same level. Are they gonna they? get equal pay then? Well, that's not let's not me. get political on here <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different podcast uh, <laughs> uh, shall we get to a few questions then Sha? do it okay uh we had some coming via twitter uh one via whatsapp and and so on so what i'll probably do is i'll probably start with the one from whatsapp which is from our our good buddy mr ashley cooper uh one of my bestest friends in the whole world and charlie's godfather and so on uh he has asked us a couple here Serious question. Why is there so much stigma attached to what someone does for a living? Hmm. That's quite random. That's a very broad question. It is. It is. But I suppose it, there is that kind of certain jobs you do have certain. I mean, bin man, for example. Without, you know, you, you're literally dealing with rubbish every day. But without the bin men, as we've seen with strikes and so on, the place is an absolute shithole where we live, especially there's certain roads that they don't get their rubbish picked up. It's, it's like a freaking war zone. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's a state. Um, because but, there's a lot of terraced houses, isn't there? That haven't got the alleyway access or even front gardens. A lot of because what? 
a lot of terraced houses. Oh, but I said war zone, and then I thought you said there's a lot of terrorist houses. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I said on the subject of war zones. <laughs> there's a lot of terrorist houses around here. You can normally tell by the flag they're waving. About <laughs> oh my God. This show's going to get cancelled before it even starts. Ah, it's all right. No one around here is going to listen. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why there's so much stigma. I, I suppose it's just people like to be assholes don't they people like to look down their nose at other people if they're unhappy in their own life they like to put down others so maybe that plays into why people think that way i don't know yeah the thing is and i think it's an age thing as well as um well i think that's literally it's an age thing at my age i am very much as long as you're not breaking the law or hurting anybody, unless they're paying for such, then do what <laughs> you want to do. If it makes you happy and everything you are doing is above board, then who gives a crap? Yeah. Yeah. I don't enough. care. If you're earning money and you're putting food on your family's table, does it really matter how it's getting there if done by legal means? Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, Ash says here, why is it do we think that when you do your best to not walk into someone, this still actually occurs. Now, I get this all the time at work because there's certain parts of the warehouse that kind of, it doesn't narrow out massively, but you have to sort of, especially if I'm carrying something around the warehouse, you do have to sort of step out of people's way as they go past you. And you always go the same direction as the person who's stepping out of the way with you, don't you? And you do that stupid little sidestep dance shuffle, shuffle kind of thing back and forth. Yeah. And then, and then somebody's bound to make the joke, oh, shall we dance? And all that sort of nonsense. But again, I don't know why that occurs, but it does. And you see it all the time, don't you? Yeah. I think it's panic. Right. It's, it's just a coincidence. In it. But I mean, it's, you know, law of statistics, you can go one of two ways. Mm. The same, the other person can go one of two ways. So, it, you're not going to notice the times that you successfully avoid each other. The times oh, that not. stick is this. Yeah, you're right. You know I what suppose. I'm saying though, don't you? The, the times you walk past each other, you, you're not paying attention to that because nothing's happened. It's a non moment, but the moments you bump into each other, you remember. No, that is, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, this is one that I, I think you need to answer here, Sharon. You're far you see, this is bad because, I? I, I've not even seen these questions. So oh, I yeah, literally... yeah, that's true. I should, you know, one of two things probably should have happened. One, at the start of the podcast, I should have stipulated you've not seen these questions yet. So you're literally having to think on your feet and getting trapped in the deep end. Or two, probably should have shown you the questions. Yeah, you probably should have shown me those ones, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, this is better because we, we're getting raw, natural answers. Like, you've got to think on your feet. They got come out. As it pops in your head, it's there, isn't it, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> um ash continues and this is his last one silly a silly question he says but why do women stand in your way when they were not in your way in the first place this happens to him all the time now i have been out with ash on numerous occasions as you know going to gigs uh just going to the pub going anywhere and it, i think this is ash as opposed to other people right <laughs> i can i can actually answer that without you even going any further gone because he's very non-threatening okay right so from a woman's point of view ash is a very non-threatening figure now i don't mean threatening as in yeah but that's what i'm saying i don't mean that in a negative way i don't mean that as in like you don't look at him and think oh he's not going to assault me because i you know i can't speak for all women but i don't logically think like that 
but everything about Ash is non-threatening. He's, I mean, he's just the person he is. I would probably do the same because of who he is and who how you judge him instantly. Okay, yeah. He's just a bloody nice fella. <laughs> he is, he is, but that's what I'm saying. He doesn't. Everything about him is he's just sort of soft in nature. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen Ash explode, and that's quite funny. But but that's the thing. Even that is quite funny. It's not mm. threatening. Yeah, I get so. You. Everything about him just is so non-threatening and non-intimidating as well, I suppose, is a good way to put it. And you think height-wise, he's not hugely tall. And so that's probably why women do it, because they're not in any way, shape or form worried about him. Yeah, I get you. Okay. Which is a nice a nice way to be, I guess. I mean, if he's given off, if he's given off creepy vibes, that's not cool. No, exactly. So yeah. he should look at it as a positive and not a negative. It might be frustrating... <laughs> but there's somehow a compliment in there. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I really pulled out my ass, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I've, I tell, I, I've been with Ash as well when he's purposely tried to stand somewhere and uh, go to the pint pot or something like that back in the day and we used to drink down there or you know, wear a spoons or wherever. And he purposely tried, you know, you know, there's certain areas in pubs where it's obviously the walkway. It's not marked out as a path, but it's where people walk back and forth, isn't it? You know? Yeah, Ash will step out of that and try and be out of the way and maybe lean against a fruit machine or something like that. And there's plenty of space for people to pass him. But yet the amount of people that walk up towards him and go, excuse me, even though they can walk around him. But I've never, I, yeah. but I don't see it happen to other people. It's just him. <laughs> to I'm going to right. start paying attention. It just becomes like a running joke. It's quite funny. <laughs> uh, we have one here on Twitter and it's from our eldest daughter, Anya. And she says here, one for dad, really. Who's your favourite? Lemmy or the kids? <laughs> Lemmy. No, I love everybody. <laughs> e- to be fair, the kids don't try and bite me. So This is very true, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I well, love do- my animals. but The funny thing is, we always know when Lemmy's off. Because that cat is very accident prone. And his recent one is, we're not sure how, but he smashed his nose up somehow. Yeah. And it was obviously affecting him. Yeah, he had a bit of a swollen lip. But he was. He's, we kept him in for a couple of days and um, he was on painkillers for it, which knocks him out. But even before we gave him the painkillers, he was letting Cy stroke him. Mm-hmm. And it's instantly, right, he's not feeling right because he's not even trying to bite you. And what was it, two or three days later, Yeah, you went up to him, stroked him and went, yep, cat's feeling better. He bit me. <laughs> I don't get it, though. I mean, going off on a bit of a tangent about Lemmy here. And people who follow us on, on, on Twitter will know about Lem. And, you know, we've got the other cats and the dog as well. But Lemmy is just such a character. He's not like any animal I've experienced in my life. And yeah, same. The moment he was born, I fell in love with this cat because he tried to walk, fell over, and made a stupid noise. So straight away, I was like, oh, man. And that's kind of why we kept him. And that's kind of why we kept him. I was never getting rid of him. Oh, well, okay. In my head, it was my decision. <laughs> you sure yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, it was your decision. I'm the man of the house. I put my foot down. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he was, you know, I named him and I loved, I loved that cat. And it's just got for a little while. He was really cuddly to me and he was affectionate, but as he's got older, he fucking hates me. <laughs> he really does. 
And I don't, I don't think people understand when, like, when you're trying to say it to someone, it's almost like, oh, ha, 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 that's funny. No, he really hates you. Yeah, I don't know why. Why? Why? He only likes me because I'm the one who gives him the treats out of his little treat box in the cupboard. Yeah. And if I make a toasty when I get in from work, which is most days, I'll share a bit of ham with him. Yeah. And he's my mate then. But then literally 30 seconds later, he, he, he don't want to know. And I'll be honest. Once you upsetting. give him the treat or the ham, he's gone. Yeah. yeah, it's quite upsetting. I'm not going to lie. It hurts my feelings. But there we go. There we go. Uh, there we go. Cam. You still, Cam didn't, you still didn't actually answer that question. I said I love everyone equally. Oh, right. Okay. Even though the you know Lem tries to bite me, um, <laughs> uh, Cam at Cam Griff ninety two on Twitter, he says, and this is going to be interesting. Let's be nice to each other, shall we? Uh, what's the? I'll tell you. We'll start with his second question first. Actually, what's the perfect day out for you guys? One as a full family, or two just us two? Now that's interesting because we're only just getting to that stage where we get days out just us two now, aren't we? Because the kids are all a bit older, so it's easier. Yeah, it's not as much hard work. I mean, obviously, going back to when we had to organise more, I suppose the perfect time out for us was actually utilising the time correctly because we had time to ourselves. So we'd go to a gig Mm. or like sometimes, not very often, but on occasions we'd go to the cinema. Yeah. yeah, We're just finding our new routine, really, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Charlie is our youngest, as I mentioned. She, she's now 12. All the kids are at senior school. Anya and Liam, they're in the eyes of the law now. Officially, they're grown-ups, for fuck's sake. Mm. You know, which is a scary thought. But so, so looking after the kids or whatever, babysitters, whatever, it's so much easier now. So it is strange because it is that thing of, oh, shall we do this? Shall we do that? But it, you say about going to a gig or going to a festival or going to see live music. That's my thing. I love that. But you're a bit yeah. more selective now, aren't you? I am because for years we've gone to various gigs, gigs I've wanted to go to, gigs I've not wanted to go to, and everything in between. I'm kind of at a point in my life where I'm very much like, I don't want to sit through two hours of someone I personally have no interest in. Yeah. There's there's not many bands now that you suggest that it's like, oh yeah, I'll go and see them again. Mm. Because I've seen them, and my attitude very much is, but I've seen them, I'm done. Mm. Okay. See, I, like find I said, it really you know, I, I hold my I hold my hands up, and I say, "If thirty seconds to Mars tour, I'm there in a heartbeat." Yeah, yeah. I that's think that's enough. it. That's the only one, is it? You reckon that's the only one that you would? Oh go no, to? and take that as well. I go to right. take that because me and Mum go to take that, don't we? So, mm. Wasp. No. <laughs> How many times have you seen Wasp? Too many too many okay okay i, I, love I don't it. know I don't, I'm gonna, this would be the, the is it the 15th or the 16th time when they come through the uk next year i'll be seeing them it's too traumatic for me because you get overexcited there's, there's certain <laughs> people but you get overexcited and i end up hobbling out of there covered in bruises where you're just so overexcited about things and obviously you're not i'm not trying to claim you're beating me but you know like you'll grab and you'll be like oh my god it's this song and i literally one side of my body is covered in bruises where you're so <laughs> overexcited and i can't do it no more it's like when they play like love machine or wild child and i get right down the front that's amazing i think i'm getting a bit old for I, that now. i run away from you when you do that yeah when, they, when, those, when those certain songs hit man but i think 
I'm, I'm too old for that sort of shit now. The last time I went to a gig properly, I went down the front for a little bit and I was like, oh man, my knees hurt, my back hurts. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm too far away from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what about perfect day out for us guys as a full family? Um, for me, a day out as a family, we don't tend to do, do we? No, we don't tend to do it. And again, that does come to the kids' ages because, mm. I mean, well, Charlie just wants to sit in her pit all day. Stare at YouTube. Just sit on the phone <laughs> to people and stare at YouTube all day. So she's she's very much... She's never been a hugely social child. Now, I don't mean as in she doesn't speak to people because she does. She's very outgoing. But yeah. If you asked her, what do you want to do? Do you want us to go out somewhere or do you want to just sit in your own filth all day? She'll be like, um, I'll choose the filth, thanks. Mm. And Liv's yes. always like, off with her friends. Yeah. And uh, to me, I, obviously, uh, we're going to come to a, a question about the kids in, in a little bit, so I don't want to dive too much into it now. But they're all so different as well, aren't they? So, I mean, Liam, he's, he's 19. He's got his own mates. He's got his own interests. And they're different to all three of the girls. Anya is obviously 18 yeah. and she's, she's very different to the other three you know, and then you've got girly, girly Charlie who wants to just sit in her bedroom and talk, but then you've got Liv who wants to go out with her mates, but they don't want to do the same sort of thing as maybe Liam's mates and Anya. So it's, it's different little social groups as well, isn't it? Cause their ages, I guess. Yeah. And the thing I always said, I would never stop my kids doing what they want to do so if they've got a chance to go out and see their friends I, I actively encourage them to do it and it is the same with Charlie because even though she doesn't on those rare occasions that she does want to go somewhere or someone's coming up here and they're going out I actively encourage it because I just I think it. I know you don't like it but I just think you only go through your childhood once you know, live, live it do go and do what you got to do enjoy yourself yeah, yeah, I suppose. I I just hate it with Charlie because again, it sounds she's the baby. Yeah, because she is, she's the bubba. She's my baby. So when she's turning around and she's you know she's got a bit of makeup on and she's you know got her mobile phone and she's oh me and my mate are going over the park. I'm like right, okay, I'll get the dog and I'll come with you. And she's like, no, daddy, no, you, you're not coming with me. I'm going out with my friends. And you're like, sorry, stop it, leave her be. Yeah, but I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And the first few times she did it, I used to make excuses. Like, oh, I'm just going to the shop, but I'd walk to the shop via the field to have a little look. and Which is completely out of the way. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, uh, I mean, I suppose the closest thing to a perfect day out would actually be when we go on holiday and we get a few days out in one lump sum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's. I think that's that's the one thing about our holidays that we can very comfortably say it's the one time we're all together as a family 24 seven and it's not a bad thing. We have the best time. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it come, that comes back to a couple of different points as well, because this year it was just you, me and the two youngest because the older ones, they, they're older. They're doing their own thing, you know? So they, they I mean, Liam's the one that we had the, the, the proper big conversations with about it. And Liam was very much a case of, yeah, I don't really fancy going there and doing those things anymore because he is nineteen. Yeah, he wants to be he wants to be out on the piss with his mates and then playing computer games and and whatnot, you know. So, but whereas Charlie and Liv, they're very much like, oh no, I still want to go to the seaside. So it is, I suppose, mm. not stopping them doing what they're doing, as you said, I guess. But it still worked out because everyone was still happy, weren't they? 
Yeah, definitely. And and again, it's like I said, we do in, we do appreciate those times. I mean, it, it's difficult sometimes to arrange days out. I mean, there's no excuse we could do it. It's easy enough to do. The big issue we have now with having had lockdown when we're all home 24-7, it's really difficult to leave the dog for any prolonged amount of time now. Yeah. You can't cope with it. No, he's getting an old boy in here as well. He don't... Uh... Yeah, and, and he's had two years of everyone being home. Mm-hmm. And he really... He, even me taking the girls to school in the morning, he's he's like a puppy when you get home because he's overexcited because he's been sat here alone for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I go down the shop. What's that? 25 minutes there and back? Tops? I don't think it's even that. And he goes batshit crazy when I walk back in, which is nice, but it's not... I mean, he's always been a dog that welcomes you, like most dogs do, I guess. Yeah. But now it's almost like it's to the extreme, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it's almost like he doesn't think you're going to come back. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the, 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 the other question Cam sent us, what's the one thing you would change about the other? Do you want to go nothing. first? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There's absolutely nothing I would check. Well, eh, I, I, you could be a bit keener when it comes to like maybe washing up or something. I knew you was going to say that. When it comes to washing up. <laughs> I hate washing What was up. that noise? Was that my laugh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I am not no it right I don't like washing up I make no bones about that but the big difference between me and you is I'd happily do it at 11 o'clock at night because bizarrely that's when I feel most active whereas you want it done and dusted and you'll do it three times a day to make sure there's nothing there I'm not that person I'll do it in one hit when I want to do it not when you expect me to do it that's fair enough but from my viewpoint uh um as an example then okay i get in from work i want to make my toasty sit down have a cup of tea watch whatever tv show i'm watching at the time before i start getting on with other things that's like my little chill out time you know i don't feel like i can relax and chill out if i've not vacuumed and washed up because i was in the kitchen but where do i go to make my toasty then damas where am i supposed to <laughs> you're gonna go into the kitchen to make your toasty when you sit down you can pretend you've not done it I can't pretend. See, this is the problem, right? This is the vicious cycle. It sounds like we're arguing, we're really not. Um, this is the vicious <laughs> cycle because I won't do it before midday for no other reason than I've normally doing other things. You'll come in at whatever time from work and it's not done because I haven't had time to do it. So then you do it. Yeah. So then the next day, the same happens. And then the next day, the same happens. So it's very much like, well, why should I do it then? You keep doing it anyway. Uh, okay. So I've made a rod for me on back sort of thing. 100%. I see. Okay. Right. Rob at UTT Rob <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> from the awesome UTT podcast of our good friend Dan Griffin. He asks two questions. The first one When is the Babylon 5 podcast starting? What's Babylon 5? There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, if we... <laughs> and Rob continues If you went on Bullseye, who is the darts player and who is answering the questions? Sha? I think I think we could both comfortably answer that. I'm definitely not the darts player. Would you be able if to answer you want the us to get anywhere? I'd rather answer the questions than play the darts because at least we'd stand half a chance of getting somewhere. I suppose. I suppose. Is if Bullseye now though, that that um oh the guy with the teeth. What's his name with the glasses? The guy with the teeth. Yeah. Oh, Alan Carr when he does That's the it. game show. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's like doing like old game shows every now and again, isn't he? Yeah, and they did they did it. Bullseye, and that was quite good. But I tend to find modern remakes of game shows now, or modern versions now, seem so much easier than the originals. And the one I'm going to bring up, and you can guess where I'm going with this one, the one I'm going to bring up is Catchphrase. So much easier than it used to be when I was a kid. But it's, yeah. it's, it's stupid shit now. It's like, they're not proper catchphrases. They're just things. It's like, say what you see. Oh, it's a tree. It's like, come on, mate. Yeah, it is a bit like, okay, that's not a catchphrase. It's not even a proper saying. Mm. But then I think another factor into that is Northern and Southern dialect and things we say, because we watch it sometimes and we're like, what? But then up North, they might understand that particular saying that they've used. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I miss Golden Balls. That was a great show. That was good. And you were talking about it the other day, wasn't you, on um, on Chain Wrestling? And it's yeah. like, oh my God, I forgot how much I loved that program. It was great. Yeah. Didn't go, you probably watch on YouTube or something. I'll show the kids. But then so many game shows. I mean, Golden Balls finished, didn't it? So you didn't have a chance to get bored of it because it probably wasn't running long enough. But I remember watching Deal or No Deal and how great that was. So I never really watched that. I did, and I loved it. And then I just got bored of it because it felt like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Well, I suppose all game shows are like that, though, aren't they? Sort of repetitive and... Yeah. I think it just it just depends on, obviously, the format of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. That's why Gladiators was good, because they used to chuck in different games. Yeah. Yeah, and Jet, of course. I never looked at anyone on Gladiators. Yeah, righto. Um, <laughs> uh, the other half of the UTT podcast, Mr. Dan Griffin. How are you doing, my friend? He says, what's the funniest thing the other person has done? Hmm. I even wrote this down so that I could think about something, but it's one of those things, especially with us, and I know you can attest to this, um, and we've had the conversation recently, even before this, we make each other laugh on a daily basis. Yeah. It's probably one of the strongest points of our relationship. And it's probably why we've lasted for as long as we have. Oh yeah. I tolerate loads of shit. Cause I find you funny, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really hard to sort of, to pinpoint or oh, what's the funniest thing. Honestly, I, I can't, there's so many, whether it be by accident or intentional, there's so many, I genuinely cannot pinpoint one particular thing. We're gonna to have to have a little think before next the next episode. Maybe jot a couple of things down that sort of because you know what the situation is. We're recording this now. In three hours' time, something's gonna pop in our heads and be like, "Oh yeah. my god, that was you know." So um, I do. I, I did really, really laugh when we were talking geography that one time, and I keep coming back. Because <laughs> that's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I, I, I won't bring that up then. I won't bring that up. That'll be a constant. That'll be a long running mystery, like the Aerosmith story on Chain Wrestling. People will ask for it every week. Um, Dan asks also, would you rather have dicks for fingers or bollocks for toes? I'd have to say bollocks for toes because at least you can cover your feet. Your hands yeah, but, are just there. But you're going to be banging your bollocks all the time, aren't you? Then you're going to get, get like. But is it the same pain sensation? Because I don't mean to sound funny. If you've got the same sensation in your fingers, then we're in for a whole world of trouble and mess. Like <laughs> trouble and mess, yeah. <laughs> so. You've got to take sensation out of it because, like I said, that's that's a whole different thing altogether. You'd have to like constantly have surgical gloves on, wouldn't you? 
Like but even five... that would probably you'd probably be walking around with stiff fingers all the time. <laughs> It'd be like a five-way condom, wouldn't it? It'd be like... <laughs> no, I'd no, I'd rather have bollocks for toes because I can hide that. Yeah, and even if you did have the whole sensation issue, I mean, you could get around it, couldn't you, with certain types of socks or padding or whatever. I'd imagine you'd, you'd figure a way. Yeah. You need your toes for balance. So would you just be some weirdo with bollocks on your feet falling over all the time? (laughs) (laughs) And falling over, got old bollocks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Scottish Danny, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Uh, What is the best and worst thing about living in Gloucester? Hmm, that's a good show, actually. Why? Um... Right, this, this is, it's a real, it's a funny question because to say specifically Gloucester is a tricky thing. What's the best thing about living in Gloucester? Well, for me, the obvious answer is being near family, but you could be right. with your family anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like it literally in any county. So that's a bit of a non-answer, I suppose. We're surrounded by countryside. I think that's a huge positive because we are surrounded. It's very picturesque when you're going through certain roads, but then on the flip side, one of the worst things is when you go through other roads, it does literally look like a war zone. Like you said earlier. Yeah. yeah it is straight. We were talking, um, because obviously Morty from the, the Morty and Fitch podcast was in Gloucester for work recently. And he was messaging or putting tweets out about how, I mean, he was staying in Matson, which is just around the corner from us, isn't it? Yeah. And he was saying how strange it was that he was getting in his car to go to work it's like, you know, a big hotel and like a residential estate in Matson. Is I mean, there's countryside just outside of Matson, all around it is, it's is all is, around is, it, yeah. Yeah. But when you're actually in Matson itself, it's quite a I suppose scummy area con- in way. Sorry, Ben. It's condensed. That's the word you're looking for. Condensed and a little bit grotty in places. Oh, rude. A, well, it you could swing a net back in the day and you probably cast half the Jeremy Kyle show from just like, Oh yeah. Still like that. Yeah. That sort of person. So you drive it around that sort of area and then there's just like a gang of sheep crossing the road. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, cause we had this conversation because of that tweet and I said, it's so funny because I don't even notice them anymore. Like, if, if I do go around and see some of my friends in Matson, I don't yeah. notice them. I'll hear them. doesn't even register with me because I'm so used to it. I grew up not in Matson, but I mean, again, with friends in Matson. So to me, it's a non-thing. So it's not until someone else points it out that you do sort of sit there and go, okay, yeah, it probably is a bit weird. Mm. Yeah. But they, they have got the freedom of the area and they they come out, they'll always go back. Hmm. And Matson Rugby Club as well. Obviously, they got uh, you know several pitches there. It's quite a big part of land, isn't it? Really, with what yeah. they've got around the club and all that. And pe- they'll be going out to play a game, and there'll just be sheep on the pitch, yeah, <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, it's just like it's funny. I mean, I'm not saying that the best or worst thing about living in Gloucester is the sheep. I'm not. <laughs> I've not got that much Welsh blood in me. It's. A- <laughs> oh, um, I like. I love. I love Gloucester. Again, I suppose because you know you got st- such nice things around you. The cathedral's great. The dock, mm. I love the docks. The docks is great. But I mean, the worst thing about living in Gloucester is probably the people. But you're going to get that anywhere, I suppose. But then, yeah, I don't know. But then I went up to York to see Dan Griffin a while back, and obviously you were there as well. And we went out around lots of different pubs, and everyone was so friendly. You do that, in Gloucester, I think... I'm probably going to stab you. Yeah, but I think 
northerners are generally um, a nicer set of people than southerners anyway. Because okay. every time I've gone anywhere up north, they are always polite. One instant, I was in Bolton and I was in a nightclub and I, bu I bumped into somebody and my instinct as always is, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She turned around. She's like, oh no, it's my fault. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, no, it's me that walked in. She, and she's like, no, it's really, it's my fault. I'm so sorry. In Gloucester, if you did that, I mean, I think I was 18 then. In Gloucester, when you did that, again, you worry that they'd hit you. Yeah. Because even if they were the one in the wrong, you'd still panic that they're going to turn around and clock you. So that was a funny, that was one of the first things for me that always registered. But every time I've been up north, they're always so much politer than we are. What were you in Bolton for? Uh, a christening. Oh, okay. And this was in a nightclub? No, we went out the night before. Ah, okay. But you get really bad hangovers. So were you dying at the christening? I was 18. Right. I didn't get hangovers when I was 18. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't start getting hangovers until I got with you. Oh, see, and I've never got hangovers. So it works out quite well, I think. Yeah, anyway, I suppose the worst part of Gloucester in general, though, like I said, is the people. But if you're looking at it, I don't know. I don't want to get political or whatever, but knife crime is just so yeah. huge here. It's one of the worst in the country. That's that's probably a, a really bad part of living in Gloucester, isn't it? You know, and so much of it's yeah. on our doorstep as well. You think our local shop where I walk pretty much daily? There's been two stabbings like there since since we moved here, which is really funny. Um, because you think I'm, I'm kind of going in stuff and we can link it in when Sai puts it out there. But we had um, Dow over the road who runs Increase the Peace and yes. he's run it for many, many years. You know, as long as we've been here, it was over the road, but it's not been over the road for a long time now. But obviously, I'm still um, following him on Facebook and everything. He has been a massive advocate for knife crime for as long as I can remember, even when it wasn't as bad as it was. Mm -hmm. And considering this is the one area where he is so vocal about it. And, you know, not only is he vocal about that, he's also a mentor himself. He's in schools all the time with kids. He does workshops with kids. It surprises me that we are one of the worst when I've seen firsthand what he alone does. Yeah, I mean, just to clear that up, when you say Dal over the road, it's not like he lives there. It, there's, no. No, we live opposite. Been, we've, we've got a, a hall across yeah. the Yeah, how would you mess. describe that? I suppose it's almost like a village hall, but not quite as grand. Well, it's just a hall, isn't it? It's just literally a hall. <laughs> and the field and that, yeah. Yeah, so he, he has an office in there. And, you know, he did loads of stuff here when he was there to keep the kids off the streets and to mm. teach them how to behave and i don't mean that as in like your p's and q's but do you know what i mean like the stupidity because he'd done it himself because he'd, he'd done those stupid things himself when he was young and yeah. he turned his life around and he just wanted the same for other kids and i think that's why i find it as shocking as i do because of seeing how hard he works on his own i say on his own loosely because he has a team but my point is he's not a big charity then he's not mm -hmm. sort of, he's not got constant funding and everything uh, behind him. And again, that's an issue I'm not going to get into, but that's why I find it so shocking because I think so many kids know him that that kid that got, I'm not going to name names or whatever, but the kid that got stabbed before Christmas, yeah, Dal knew him. He'd, he'd mentored him. Now it's things like that. that I think I do find it shocking for that reason. Mm. 
Yeah. And again, you know, funding is a big thing. The reason he doesn't use Parry Hall anymore was part of that was because of funding, wasn't it? And stuff. I could it's literally just... go into it as to why he's not getting the funding, but I don't think it would be appreciated. No, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, there we go. Uh, Matt Willis at the Math Attack UK. He asks, well, there's two questions. We'll ask, I'll ask his second one first again, because I think it'd be quite straightforward to answer for you, Sha. What's your favourite cocktail? Pepsi Max. <laughs> and ice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I'm really pushing the pie. Now, when I used to drink, I used to love a woo-woo right. or a cheeky <laughs> Vimto. Right, okay. I think Cheeky Vimto was one of the last things I drank. Again, not got an alcohol problem, just can't stand drinking. Um, Which is I ironic, th- yeah. really, when you look at who you're married to. I know. You make up for whatever I don't drink, so it's fine. I do. I, got, I, I work bloody hard on that to keep the balance right. You know, Obviously. I'm dedicated to that. But yes, I, 10 out of 10 for your dedication. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cocktail-wise, I don't really drink cocktails. Um... You've never really touched no. cocktails, I suppose, have you? I I went to TGI Fridays like when I was a teenager, so this is going back a long time. And they had like a strawberry daiquiri. That was quite nice. Mm. Didn't you have them one year? One of them one year when we went to Treco Bay. Yeah, and it was like ninety-seven quid or something fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really nice. But you're more. So. You drink. Obviously, like put the lager to one side. If you're going to have something different, sometimes when we go around your sisters, you might have like a gin and tonic. Yeah, yeah. If it's the rhubarb gin, mm-hmm. but that's yeah, really I, I, as far I, as it goes. I like normal. I like rum as well. I, I, I like a Moscow Mule. That's a cocktail, isn't it? Yes, it is a cocktail. That's actually a cocktail. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. There we go. Uh, and Matt's other question is: Which of your kids is the most laid back, and consequently, which is the most work? I mean, I find I, that easy to answer, so I'll let you go with that one. Yeah, okay. Um, if we're talking now, in the ages they're at now, most laid back, mm, I think Liv is probably the most laid back. She's just chill all the time. She doesn't tend to get stressed out. I mean, Charlie, Charlie, a lot of the time is laid back and chill, but when she loses her rag, she's a stroppy mare, you know? See... I don't. I didn't even need to think as hard as what you did on that. Liv is the most laid back. End of. But yeah. then we've got slightly different relationships with them, haven't we? Because Liv is, she's your daughter in respect of she couldn't be more of a power if she actually tried. Mm. She is a product of your upbringing because for anyone who doesn't know, she is not size biological daughter but she's more yours than your biological daughters. In, in mannerisms and so on and characters. Yeah, it, yeah. the way she acts and, and her humour is very much your humour. But she is so chill and so laid back with so much stuff. I mean, it's, it's, that's difficult at the moment, again, because of her injury. But generally speaking, she's very chill. She's very laid back. She's happy to roll with the punches as they come. Most work, hands down, is Liam. Oh, God, well, I don't. That's, that's not even, but, but I've had this conversation with him literally the day he turned 19 when you know, we was chatting about a lot of stuff about life and you know stuff that's happened in the past and what have you and whatnot. I've got a very close relationship with with all of the kids. I'm very fortunate. And, and, and I literally said this today. I'm so lucky 
with the children I've got that I've got such a good relationship with them that they will talk to me about anything and I can mm-hmm. in, in turn I can say anything to them and me and Liam had a real open conversation and I said to him Liam your hard work and he's like yeah I know man but he's but is it is who he is he's never going to change it's just the person he is now you, you know if we I'm not going to get it again I'm not going to go off on this do I think there's something medically wrong with him yes 100% I do is it a concern that I think it needs addressing from my point of view as his mother no not really but maybe from a works point of view maybe he should go and get tests done yeah yeah I reckon but it's it's because you know to put more context into that it's because I'm 99.9% convinced that he is on the autism spectrum. I'm not saying high because he's high functioning. So I don't think he's high up the spectrum, but he's got a lot of traits that he's had his whole life. It's new, nothing new that really do tick boxes. And when, whenever I've got him to do one online, he does come up on it. He's in the process now of following it through with his doctor. Again, because from a work point of view, if things need putting in place, it's best to have it medically on paper. But anyway, I digress off that. But he is hard work. But yeah. I don't get as angry about it as you do because I'm very much roll with the punches and very much like, but it's who he is. Yeah, no, I get that. But I, I struggle when we have... I suppose safety issues. Yeah, because he's a burk. Yeah, and I'm like, Liam, what you're doing right there is going to burn the fucking house down. Oh, yeah, sorry, Dad. And I'll come in the next day. He's doing exactly the same bastard thing. That's what I mean. That's, you know. But that, but again, and I, I'm not saying that makes it okay because it doesn't, but again, that's who he is, and he has been the same his whole life. Mm. You could tell him 100 times not to do something, and I can guarantee you on the 101st time, he would do the same thing again. Mm. Because it just, he's got a memory like an elephant, so he'll tell you something that happened. I always used to say to people, don't promise him anything, because if you make that promise, he will remember 10 years down the line, and he does. But yet, when it comes to everyday things, like you said, trying not to burn the house down, it just goes one ear and out the other. It's incredibly frustrating. But there we go. Having kids is frustrating. So, yeah. But but again, I really need to stress... uh, they are great kids. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you, you've got you've got Liam at the top end of the the most work, as as Matt's word it there. Liv obviously is like laid back, so I suppose we'll just chuck Anya and Charlie slap bang in the middle. I mean, that's a fair, middle, yeah. a fair but ratio. Then Anya is so funny because Anya and Charlie, apart from the fact that Charlie is Anya's double, oh yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe there was only half sisters because of how much they look alike. They they they're so identical; it's unbelievable. But they've both got that really stroppy side to them. Oh. And when and the thing is, I mean, looks wise, certain mannerisms, and it's so strange because obviously yeah. Anya lives with my former partner, um, her biological mother there. But so she doesn't see Charlie as much as the others do. Mm. But then it shows how I suppose biology works because yeah, Anya will do something or will will make a certain face or there's a certain mannerisms with her hands. Uh, or even the way she tilts her head or anything like that, Charlie does the same shit, exactly the same yeah. shit. And they you know? didn't so grow up together, did they? Because you think I'm trying to, I'm trying to calculate in my head. Charlie was still quite young when Anya moved out, wasn't she, and went back to her mother's. So 
Yeah. It's not like yeah. she's grown up around it. So it's not like it's been bred into her because it's what she sees. It's like I said, yeah. it's literally who they are. It's crazy how similar they are, isn't it? It's so mental. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. many times in the past, probably I'd say even month, that I've stood there and I've gone, Jesus, you look like your sister. Yeah. <laughs> because but she it's... is getting older and, you know, mm-hmm. she she's going through obviously certain changes herself. And through the only difference is, is Charlie's got dark hair. Yeah. And all the others have got light hair. But they, you know, I would say all the others, I mean, are nieces as well. Yeah, because they've because got that they, same they traits as well, aren't they? Yeah, they all look the same. They've all got that Powell gene in them. It's good genes. It's good genes. And I know Sai's going to hate this, but they also all have the Powell Paddy. There's no such thing as a... Don't go down this fucking There way. is a Powell Paddy. <laughs> I know Sai likes to blame Charlie's outbursts on me because I can be a little bit stroppy at times. Really? Um, <laughs> I know, shocking. Um, but it's really funny because... All of all of the children of a Powell, shall I say, all have these major paddies. Hence why I call it a Powell paddy, because it's like, th- your niece has got nothing to do with me. That's on your side of the family. And yet she's still having the same paddy that your daughter's having. So that's oh, why I named it the Powell paddy. Not so much now, because they're getting older, aren't they? They're all getting older. But yeah. Charlie and Bams are still the same in that regard, though, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Pair of buggers, aren't they? but i love them and again wouldn't change them for the world oh of course of course and lastly our final question we have morty from the morty and fitch podcast uh, at morty jr5 on twitter he says and there's a bit of a story to this he says how did you meet and when so do you actually remember the first time we met of course. I cherish that memory. You you tell it though, you tell it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we officially met in person was when we were sixteen. Um and we was in a nightclub. I hope the kids don't listen to that. Um <laughs> and <laughs> and my friend knew Sai and so and Sai's group of friends, and she said to me I know Sai's in here tonight. I want to go and find him because she was desperate to go out with you. And that was the first time we met. That was the first sort of introduction to each other. Then consequently, you two did get together and we, we was friendly. That sounds dodgy considering we're married now because it was never anything else. But we were friends, weren't we? Because you was going out of her and we were friends. And you're neighbours as well. And yeah, we lived next door to each other. So you know you're always friendly because despite what my face says i am quite a friendly person and <laughs> we we just we just always got on didn't we we always got on that yeah we yeah. never had any issues with each other but then we also never had reason to have issues with each other so even when you two split up like i remember over the years before me and you got together we'd bump into each other randomly mm-hmm. and like, i remember bumping into you when i was like six months pregnant with liam yeah, that was in the pub, wasn't it? Yeah, and like... Not that you were drinking whilst you were pregnant, of course. No, I I'm wasn't drinking, you, no. I was you just, were out I was with like, people, and yeah, I, I was drinking. I Well, I actually <laughs> went to meet up with Jamie because he was desperate to see me fat. Ha, laughs on him, I'm fat all the time now. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But because I was so skinny, he was desperate to see me fat because he knew I was six months pregnant. Jamie, so just I actually, to clear up for people listening, Jamie is uh, somebody who... 
I spent a lot of time with growing up. He played for the same football teams as me and he was a really good friend of mine. We'd always, you know, same group of people would play football and go out drinking in the evenings yeah. and so on, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I knew Jamie as well. So yeah, so we, we, I went to meet up with him and I think he didn't turn up or something. I can't even remember. Oh, he might Standard. have turned up and <laughs> I think he might have for a bit, but then he went off somewhere else. But anyway, then we went into this, it was a pub. It wasn't a club and bumped into you there. And we got chatting. We always spoke friendly to each other when we did see each other. And it's really funny because when we did eventually get together, so Cy dated this girl I was with when we were 16. How long were you two together for? Like three years, wasn't it? Four? It's, yes, three years, give or take. But that was yeah, when roughly, we were 16. Yeah. So they dated for three years, whatever it was. Obviously, you both moved on. You went and had a kid. She went and had kids. I went and had kids. Everyone had kids. Um, <laughs> and, and then we... It was Facebook, wasn't it? We become Facebook friends. Uh, was it not even before that? Wasn't it like MSN Messenger or some shit? No, like <laughs> no. We become Facebook friends a long time ago. Can it? Like, it must be what fifteen? Well, we've been together nearly fourteen years, so it would have been fourteen years ago. Mm-hmm. We become Facebook friends, but that Facebook didn't have Messenger then, did it? So that's where the MSN comes in. Oh yeah. Because it was like, oh, here's my email address. So we'd message via the Hotmail MSN. Yeah, bloody hell. That's going back, isn't it? And we did that for a bit. And then, again, there was nothing in it, was there? It wasn't... There was nothing sinister in it. I I was sort of... I was separated from my then-husband. And, you know, we were sort of in the pr- process of going through a divorce. And... So I knows this story. This is no shock to anyone because I was going through a divorce. We'd been separated about a year at this stage. I just kind of wanted to have a bit of fun. And I, you know, I knew Sai, I could trust Sai. And I was just a bit like, yeah, do you know what? If we do meet up and it's something happens, great. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. And 14 years later. Yeah. We're still here. <laughs> well, there's a couple of other things to start as well, though, isn't there? There's the, the, the time we went out. Or we'd arranged... Oh, see, I'm getting my details fuzzy now. You're going to have to fill this in because you'll remember better than me. But I'd gone out for a couple of beers in the afternoon and was supposed oh, to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to meet you in the evening. But I went home to get changed and fell asleep on the bed. And then woke up about half 11. Can you remember I this? I, th- I think that was someone else. No, it wasn't somebody else. I was supposed to be meeting you, and then you came out late on anyway, but you were still in your jammers, or you picked me up from time? No, that no. See, again, you're getting the details completely wrong. We'd been messaging each other, and you went out, and I picked you up. Okay. Because you we couldn't get home. Yeah. Because again, this is a time when things wasn't as open as they used to be as they are now. So getting taxis at two o'clock in the morning was difficult. Ah, yeah. And you came out and picked me up because I was walking. And it started raining, got... didn't it? Yeah. And because that's the type of person I am, which again, now that you know me better, you know, that is the type of person mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. But that we still weren't together then, were we? Um, but we did meet up a couple of times before anything happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, then there was like the... I said, it was just like, meh. Well, you got, you were staying with your mum, weren't you, after the divorce? Yeah, I was living with my mum, yeah. Uh, me and you were seeing each other then. And I was back at my mum's as well. And then you got a place in Matson. I helped you move in, stayed the night, and never really left. And never moved out. Yeah. 
<laughs> literally your parents turned out with a black bag like i don't it was it was like the day after but it wasn't long was it mm. they turned out with a black bag of your clothes and was like oh here you go it's like oh right you're staying are you it's your fucking problem mate <laughs> i think that's pretty much what happened yeah and that was it really we kind but of think, well a few different houses like, a few we, different places and that i i make jokes about it and and I know it's not hurtful because I've always been honest about it, about I never wanted more than just a fling. Mm-hmm. But I think I think sometimes going into something with that mindset is so much easier than if I'd gone in all serious. Mm. It, I don't think we'd be where we are today because, I mean, like, well, you think it, it's a really funny thing. I do call my husband the serial engager. Because <laughs> my uh, husband... It's not as bad as you make out, though. That's the thing. It's not as bad as I make out, but how many times have you been engaged and married? How many times have I been engaged and married? There engaged is a big difference married. between the two. Yeah, you've been you've been engaged about sixty times, but married once. No, I've not been engaged sixty times. I've been engaged a handful of times, and a lot of that. A handful. How many times have I been engaged? Two. All right. And? nobody loves me <laughs> <laughs> no but you but you've got a habit and again luckily i'm not that person and it's it definitely not at that time but literally seven days we've been together seven days when it was a bit more official i suppose yeah literally seven days and you're phoning me up pissed as a fart telling me that we're going to get married <laughs> and again luckily i wasn't that girl who was like oh my god he's proposed to me because i literally rubbed it in your face the next day and was like yeah. that was when we made the jokey ground rules of if you ever propose to me you're not allowed to be drunk yeah that's true uh, but, so but the thing is and and i kind of digressed a bit but the reason we've worked the way we work is when our personalities match, which obviously is a huge thing for us and the type of people we are, we met, we, we re-met at the right time in our lives because we wouldn't have worked yeah. at 16. I've always said that. We would never have worked because of the person I it, was then. No, you wouldn't have because you didn't. I bloody um, <laughs> <laughs> If I really wanted to, if I turned on the charm, trust me. Yeah, but you wouldn't have, and you know, you know that you're making jokes, but you know you wouldn't have because, <laughs> and again, you can vouch for this for how because of how long we've been together and how well you now know me. I am a loyal person. You mm-hmm. were with my friend, I wouldn't have touched you with a barge pole. Wouldn't have even contemplated it because mm-hmm. that's the person I am. Yeah, that's fine. And you had short hair then. Um, <laughs> 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 Mind you, I didn't mind short hair then, but. Um, but when we met, when we actually met up and got together, it was literally the perfect timing for both of us. Yeah, totally. I was on an evolution of music. I just started discovering new bands because prior to that, it was all boy bands. Now it's flipping everything. So then when we met, music was a huge part and still is a huge part of our life. I was open to suggestions when we got together, which I would not have been at 16. Yeah, and if I was playing Iron Maiden and stuff at uh, sixteen, you would have yeah. And I, I know I can answer this for you, but I know we work as well because of the type of person I am. I'm not a, I'm very chill when it comes to a lot of things. If you say to me, "I'm going for a pint," it, it doesn't phase me. I'd never stop you. I've never stopped you doing anything you want to do. Whereas I know some of your exes have. Yeah, and I know for a long time, not a long time. That sounds dramatic, but. 
for a while in our relationship, you almost found that quite foreign and it probably made you feel, I don't want to use the word insecure because that sounds really dramatic, but it probably made you more sort of conscious of what you were doing because I was so sort of, oh yeah, going out with your mates, have a great night, see you tomorrow. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was strange. Because I'm not that person. I'm a very trusting person. So, I, so I'm not that person who would say, well, what time are you going to be back? Who are you going with? Who are you meeting up with? Where are you mm. going to... I'm not that person. And I think in turn, that made you stop living that life. Yeah, I mean, I was... Uh, I, was I, I don't want to sound cliche about it or anything like that, but for quite a few years, I was kind of... I don't know how to word it. I don't want to say wild because that seems a bit over the top, but I was... Uh, I, I like to party, put it that way. Wild is the wrong word, but you had a great time for it. You had a period of time where you was living your best life. Yeah, yeah. Very expensive life, but it was a good... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, that's something I knew about you. There was no illusions with us when we got together. I knew your past. There was mm-hmm. no... There was nothing, because obviously there was one particular friend of yours that kept trying to stir the pot uh yeah and um, drop names so okay. of people yeah we're not going to name names on on the show no. it's not fair um no, but we'll refer to this guy as dick because he's a dick and because he's a dick yeah and uh, yeah he would be very much a case of oh yeah well when Cy was with such and such or, oh yeah well so yeah. i drinking then and, and, and he, i don't know what the motivation was but yeah this 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 guy well well i'm not friends with him no more because it was a real shithead move because he just he kept trying to cause problems where there weren't then. Because I did know your past. There's nothing he said that I was unaware of. Because, again, when we got together, there was no... We didn't just get together and we was in a relationship. We were friends. So we spoke yeah, about yeah. these things. Yeah. There, you never, you've never lied to me over those things. So when he's dropping names, as he very often did, of, oh, do you remember such and such? She was all right, wasn't she? It never phased me. Mm. because like, first of all i knew who he was talking about because you'd already told me and secondly it's like well if she was that good why aren't they still together yeah yeah and again i don't want to say like i'm overly confident i'm not overly confident i just trust people i'm very trusting and That's i always a hang out with you though i think sometimes sometimes you're too oh, it's 100 you know again we're not because i always names, see the best but... yeah yeah we're not going to name names but there's one person in particular i can think of where you were very trusting for a long time I could see that it wasn't as rosy as you thought it was, you know, and it was uncomfortable for a while for me. But but at the same time, it's a negative for you in a way, but also it's a, it's a great outlook to have on life. I think being that way, as opposed to mistrusting everyone or not trusting everyone. Yeah. I I just, I I just, I try to see the best in people Mm. and I've learned, I've learned my lesson not learnt my lesson again because that sounds dramatic, but I've learnt you can't judge a book by its cover. I've judged some people, but then when I've got to know them, they're the exact opposite of what I think they are, be it negative or positive, in yeah, whichever yeah. way you look at it. I've learnt my lessons that I don't judge people, so I do try to see the best in people. You know yourself, going back, I don't know how many years ago now, I kind of become quite a negative person, and I didn't like the way I was acting, so I made a conscious choice to not be negative anymore mm-hmm. to to get to the end of every day and see the positive in your day rather than the negative and it it completely changed my life and my outlook on life I've i slipped a bit but i've got it back again i remember you saying this to me 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, great idea. But in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, fucking all right then. You know? Because I was so <laughs> negative. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And ultimately, you know, I, I got I got to sort of stand corrected, I guess. I should have believed in, in you a bit more with that because it has made a massive difference. It's, it's, but it's made a huge difference with me personally, internally as well, because mm-hmm. it's so easy to see the negative and we're all even... I still slip and I'm, it's still very easy to see the negative, but I'm a lot more logical than I used to be. I used to be very hot headed and um, what's the word I'm looking I'm very responsive. Fire. If, if you fire something back, I fire it back at you. Yeah. I'm not like that no more. I'm a lot more logical with my thinking and I will sit and think something through. A lot of that obviously come from my ex-husband because we would get into um, very heated text messages where he was again I'm not going to go into it but anyway and it was you that basically said just stop and think stop answering with anger because you're just fighting fire with fire nothing you know you're not going to break through obviously since I have been more logical I've just learned that actually he's just a narcissist narcissist and I'm never going to win so I've stopped mm-hmm. completely but anyway again that's another story but it is the best way to be because to be reactive, that's the word I was looking for, to be reactive, it's not the best life to live because you just live constantly angry and I'm I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Well, that's a great, great way to think, isn't it? And I try and sort of have a similar mindset myself as well. I try not to sweat the little stuff anymore and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think that's a great place to leave it with everyone feeling happy and smiley and positive. Now you've basically exposed me as some kind of serial engaging alcoholic to the world well, uh... <laughs> but i love you uh, so it's fine and i love you too my love um before we get off then we better let everybody know whereabouts they can find us online and tell people a little bit about your business and where to find all the fantastic products you have available Sha. so on twitter if you follow me at rbf luxuries that's my Twitter one. Or if you go on Facebook, it's RBF Luxuries by Sharon. Um, I do a lot of bath bombs, a lot more cosmetic stuff. I've recently started doing um, like personalized tumblers as well. But, um, but yeah, you can follow me on any of those means. Or if you follow me at Sharon Korea 13, that is my author profile. It's also on my Facebook. That's what I effectively call my business profile. But yeah, that's the best ways to get hold of me. Yeah. And the RBF luxury is, is very much your sort of business stuff, isn't it? Your business handles, your business contacts and so on. Yeah. Whereas the at Sharon Career 13 would be more, I suppose, interactions for the show and, and, and so on, I guess. That's the one I'm most active on because that's me with the business when it's business. Yeah. So if if you want me for me, you're better off following the Sharon Career one. Follow both. Because as I said, well, you can follow both. Yeah. But the, the, I'll, I'll just briefly explain for people who don't know the Sharon Career comes from my author profile, so that I'm not using um, my private profiles. Then should I say like my power profile, especially on Facebook, is private, whereas the Career one isn't because I use it for my business, my author life. And I can just be me on there. My mm-hmm. private one is exactly that. It's private. So yeah. So that's why we do have the different name. I am a Powell, but socially I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's Korea spelled C-O-R-R-E-I-A. 
at Shangri-La. <laughs> For those of you who can't just see that, that's Sai getting really close to the screen, looking at what it says on the screen because he doesn't know how to spell it himself. I always get the <laughs> I and the E the wrong way round. Always. See, I've I've seen it like for as long as I can remember, so I don't even bat an eyelid at it. No, it's C O W R E I A. Yeah. All right, show off. Um, <laughs> you can find me online at SJP Words. Uh, but the thing I want everyone to go and do is follow the network. And you can do that by checking out at SJP World Media on Twitter. And there's also a group on Facebook, SJP World Media on there as well. And you have various different feeds connected to the network. Every show has its own feed. Every show has its own stream. So whether you want to listen to the Doctor Who pod, you want to listen to Nitro Nights, you want to listen to the Chain Wrestling, you want to listen to this show, uh, all, all the other stuff we get from the States, from regularly scheduled hostilities, uh, from Benny Mac. He has a couple of shows on our network as well, the Nothing Less Show and In The Corner. Loads of great content and more coming as well. Each show has its own stream. Each show has its own, its own channel, I suppose, for want of a better term. Uh, but the main SJP world media feed is where new episodes of all the shows appear. So you can dive on in there, listen to this, listen to a bit of wrestling talk, a bit of music talk, a, a bit of a film, sci-fi, whatever, and check out all the different shows. And if you like what you hear, find the individual streams and you can go back through the whole back catalogs of every single show there. And that's at, at SJP world media on Twitter and Facebook and all your podcast providers. However, most importantly, you can follow this show, check in at Powell Palace by going onto Twitter and searching at Powell Palace Pod. And that's at P O W E L L Palace Pod, at Powell Palace Pod. Lots of P's, probably doesn't sound fantastic going through my <laughs> shitty microphone, but there we go. I've had a great time doing this, Shah. Should we do it again sometime? Maybe, but maybe not as long next time. <laughs> <laughs> no worries at all. If anyone has any topics they want us to discuss, if anyone has anything in the news uh, popping up, sports, music, anything at all they want us to discuss for the next episode of Check In at Power Palace, send us a tweet, let us know, uh, and we're just going to go from there, I think, Sha. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Okay. I'll speak to you again very, very soon. Okay. <laughs> and to everybody else, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to my mum and dad. Join us next time on Check-In at Powell Palace. That That was was long, babe. That was supposed to be like a half-hour show. Well, you talk a lot. I do talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just go and shout at whilst I'm looking for my pad. Girls. I will ring them. I will ring them, the children in our house. Well, yeah, I don't want to get out of where I'm sat because it's ball ain't getting in and out, isn't it? Whenever you're ready, then, girls. Okay. Ow. When am I meant to go? One of you give a countdown. <laughs> Just go three, two, one, go. Three, two, here, Daddy. one, go.
the following. <laughs> I'm yeah, really so. out of time. Okay, well, you've got to get used to the microphones now, haven't you? So try again. Three, two, one. The following. The following has been it's really out of time. Yeah, there's a delay, isn't there? Are you plugged in properly? Something's changed. Do you sound fuzzy? Uh, does it sound fuzzy your end? No, nope, mine sounds fine. That's it, it's gone. It went proper, like, like electrical. I didn't hear nothing. Okay, I wonder why that was coming through my end then. Is your phone ringing? No. Nobody rings me. <laughs> no, because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, uh, Oh shit, I forgot that's actually recorded. Well. Classic. That's blatantly going on the outtakes. <laughs> I will deny all knowledge.